Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Rack. Me and a guest ragged things in Star Wars, and we've got this Ongoing series in progress right now where we are going back and looking at the Star Wars movies in release order and talking about our favorite lines of dialogue from the movies. And today we're looking at episode one, The Phantom Menace. And to do that with me is the wonderful Joseph Scrimshaw. Hello, sir. 
Hello, I am very happy to be here. This Best Lines, Favorite Lines series has been a ton of fun to do, and every movie uh, shocked at how much more difficult it is. <laughs> I keep thinking, like, I got five favorites. I can just rattle off my five favorites, and then it's there's so many more than five. Yeah, and as always with Star Wars Ragged, it, it's it, sometimes we say best, but really it's favorites. And, and also for us, like you just kind of touched upon there, Joseph, it, depending on when we rank them, those, that list could change daily. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's the the push pull is really for me. It's like there's the really meaningful lines. There are the famous lines, and sometimes the famous lines are like, "Yeah, no, that's one of my absolute favorites." So I'm going to include that no matter what. And then there's those lines that sometimes just stick with you because I've watched this movie a thousand times, and it's just it's I like the way they say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just the one that gets stuck in my head, you know? Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, some of them they're. Um unintentionally funny and just the way they're the, the, the syllables are rolled over and boss Ness's uh, mouth uh, makes you like the line. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> exactly. other times it, it's what it means. And, and as you, you know, as you as a fan continue to dive into this movie and take this movie apart and connect it to the parts of the star Wars story or um, just what these, all these movies mean to you. I think there's lines that, that leap, leap out a little bit more powerfully than they did even for me a year ago, two years ago, and definitely 20 plus years ago, the feeling is different. And and I imagine you too, Joseph, had a, that experience of, let me, ah, Phantom Menace. I got this. I know. Oh, wait, that line. I never <laughs> thought about it like that. Yeah. And like, uh, I got a lot of honorable mentions. I got my five and then I left a lot on the table. I think there is something mm-hmm. about the Phantom Menace that uh, I think uh, whatever plot ideas might have shifted around as Lucas was working on the, the uh, prequel trilogy. Uh, I think there are like key ideas that he really, really wanted seated solidly in the Phantom Menace. So there's just so many great lines that you could grab and go, wow, that's so important and radiates out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's just dive on in here. We yeah. always love uh, going to five to one. We'll throw in those honorable mentions on the other side of the break, but we're going to begin this list. The favorite lines, our favorite lines from the Phantom Menace with uh, Joseph's number five. What you got? Uh, my number five is one that I can make an argument for actually being uh, quite important to the story of Star Wars. But if I'm going to be honest, it's just one that I liked from my first viewing in 1999 because I, I liked the way it said. It is an early line from Darth Sidious where he says, I will make it legal. <laughs> uh, this is when he is uh, early on when he is uh, commanding the Trade Federation to invade Naboo. And there is a uh, concern about that, that that's just going to get them in trouble with the Senate. Uh, and uh, Newt Gunray asks if that is legal. And Darth Sidious responds with, I will make it legal. Uh, I think what I like about that is, you know, there's just the delivery. It's just classic. Like, oh, wow. You know, you, you, you know, you go to the Phantom Menace in 99. You're like, all right, this is the story of young Palpatine. <laughs> How's that going to be? And to just hear that cadence, that uh, weird depth and that weird sort of uh, speed and the weird punch of the specific consonants to just make it sound weird and awesome. And the great sound design on the hologram, all those things uh, combined to just make it like, I, I could just, I could fall asleep to that. <laughs> I like that line. And then you, you get the, you know, the, the great debate that emerged out of 99 uh, uh, in particular of uh, too political, right? Um, and here, here's the, the bad guy saying, kind of a theme statement (laughs) like uh you're talking to a secret uh evil space wizard uh and it's it's not just lightning shooting from my fingers this time that's not the thing that i'm doing in this story that's not the scary thing the scary thing is uh, i have no one's best interests at heart except for my own and i want 
horrific things to happen and I will make them legal. I will make it so that the uh, barriers, the boundaries, keeping bad things from happening, I will physically remove them from our government and our society. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great point. No lightning, only policies. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, uh, kind of what's going on there. Yeah, so we could uh, you you've already scratch the the surface of the depth of that line but you know even back in 99 complicated uh, relationship with phantom menace uh, aside at that time uh you know the chance to see ian mcdarmid back again uh it, it just didn't it just didn't fail to to just uh, bring me everything i wanted and and some of those the things i wanted were little one-off lines that are just said in that palpatine like way from Return of the Jedi's Fire at Will Commander, which is a, a line I love, just simply how he says it. This is right up there in, in that Palpatine Hall of Fame. I make it legal. Uh, you know, it has so you can use it in so many conversations too. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I try to work it into conversations, but it's it's an awkward one. It's a dangerous one. Uh, people worry about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you already have to be doing something, you know, a, a little bit uh, uh, sketchy to get the good setup line of, is that legal? I yeah. will make it legal. <laughs> Can we park in that no parking zone? I will make it legal. You got to kind of force it in, but it works. So that's my number five. <laughs> it works. She gets there. Love it. I mean, yeah, we've we've uh, taken a look at some of our favorite Palpatine lines, too, and, and probably will again at some point. Uh, and maybe one day we'll even get more to choose from, but that one is up there. But it's uh, our first choice here on our road to discussing our favorite lines in The Phantom Menace. I am going to go to the, the other side of Palpatine. This is, uh, I consider uh, this uh, character... Palpatine's uh, chief nemesis and rival in many, many Star Wars stories. It is Padme, Padme Amandala, Padme Nabari, uh, the Queen of Naboo, the handmaiden in disguise, whatever you want to describe her as. She's got a lot of great lines. Um, but I'm going first with a simple one. And this is one that I've always loved, but it jumped out at me in a recent viewing. And I wanted to put on this list just because I think it also says a lot about Padme, says a little bit about what's going on with the Jedi at the time. So there's some double meaning. And I just... Man, she she is just a strong person. This we know. We call her often the moral compass around these parts and Force Center. But it is uh, her line to Qui-Gon, you Jedi assume too much. <laughs> just love the line. It's not just um, not just a strong-willed, stubborn standoff between Qui-Gon and Padme. There's a lot going on. There's a lot behind the line. Uh, behind this line. Because, again, she's, she's in disguise. She's on the ground. She's in a dangerous situation. Uh, and, and the Jedi have shown up to help and not help. And now we're here and you put a lot of faith into this boy and, and you don't, and you're presuming to know what I think of it or what the queen thinks of it. So there's, um, there's a lot going on, but also again, just in terms of delivery, uh, I enjoy Natalie Portman's delivery of this line. Yeah, Palpatine could almost say it. I'm not, I'm not saying Pad, Padme and Palpatine are, are any, anywhere close to being similar characters, but I, I can always hear McDermott say this, but instead Padme is the wonderful, you Jedi assume too much. Yeah, no, this is a great one. There are a bunch of great uh, uh, Padme lines, both uh, as Padme and then sort of as Queen Amidala. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a great one. It's very, it's very human. It's very real. It is um, also with uh, the story that's being told, right, of like, uh, she is the one who needs to be leading this charge, right? And she eventually does take the reins and literally say, I'm going to take charge. We're going back to Naboo. Here's what we're doing. You can help or not, Jedi. What do you think, Jedi? Going to do it anyway, right? Um, but it also helps tell a little bit of the story. We, we talk positively a lot about, about Qui-Gon because he, he seems like he's a Jedi who's a little bit more 
on a better path that he is, um, you know, finds Anakin and is uh, uh, warm to him and would have maybe been a, a better sort of a father figure, maybe would have trained him better than Obi-Wan. Uh, Qui-Gon is aware of some of the rigidity of the Jedi Order. That's all great, but uh, there's a little bit of uh, pomposity and assumption here too, and it's great mm-hmm. to see Padme uh, poke at that and, and introduce that criticism of the Jedi. Yeah, well, especially... Padme, we've she's Jedi explained a lot through all three of the films. To be blunt, and I don't even mean that. I I, I have a little humor in that, but I also mean that as a as a point. Like, uh, Kiati Mundi, come on, man, Mace Windu, come on, man, Qui Gon, who I love, and I think there's a lot of depth and warmth to Qui Gon and insight to Qui Gon. But this 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 is Padme kind of having speak. She's speaking the truth here. Yeah, in Attack of the Clones, it's explicit. Uh, the Jedi are wrong several times. And Padme's like, here's actually what's going on. And the Jedi are like, yeah, I don't think so. So clearly in The Phantom Menace, uh, she was correct that the, the Jedi assumed too much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's where I started this list. Uh, and again, right from the start, I'm choosing a line that I probably wouldn't have celebrated 10, 15 years ago. It would have slid under the radar, even though I've always loved the delivery of it. Uh, it is there now, my number five choice, which means we're up to your number four. Uh, my number four is one of the sort of big lines from Phantom Menace. Uh, it got quoted a lot right when the film came out. Uh, people made jokes about it. I literally made jokes about it on stage in comedy sketches. Um, I think sometimes it's not so much. Uh, sometimes some, something gets poked fun at, not necessarily just because it is, you know, uh, bad or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. think this line is bad at all. But sometimes things get uh, poked fun at because they just introduce this structure. <laughs> you're like ooh, that's a great comedy structure right so i think this invited a little bit of comedy uh but i have come to love it so much uh, my number four is from yoda fear is the path to the dark side fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering mm-hmm. um got parodied you know back in the day because it it, it does uh, just sound like this weird telephone game yoda is playing with himself and you're like Hey, Yoda, <laughs> you okay there? Uh, that's the jokey perspective, right? Uh, but but the true perspective is, for me, a true perspective, I'll say my perspective now. Um, th- this is uh, a different articulation of some of the same things that he communicates in uh, the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And uh, more than anything, it's just this very concise essay <laughs> on what the Jedi are concerned about and then it, it takes on this extra sort of a weight and tragedy in that it is we are now going to watch over these films that exact progression happen that Yoda's exact concern uh, come true. And for as much as Star Wars has titles, lines, movies that explicitly talk about hope, fear is always there. Uh, fear is the opposite. Of yeah. hope, I think when you analyze a lot of Star Wars, a lot of it is the we say the battle between the light and the dark, but a lot of it is the battle between fear and hope. Um, and, and I think it's a great, a great thing. This line is also just a great thing to to teach kids. You know, right. if uh, if you look at Star Wars as a morality tale, that uh, the dark side can look like the end of Yoda's list, right? The dark side is just it's hate and suffering. It's you're big and strong and powerful, and you can kill people easily. And then I guess I guess the people who got killed are sad. <laughs> You know, the the hate and the suffering is easy to see. The fact that it comes, that it can come from this very human place of fear. Um, 
that's an important idea to, to watch out for. It's normal to be to be afraid, but watch out to what choices you might make because of that fear. And that fear might lead you to a place you don't want to end up. Yeah. And, 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 and connect this now to episode nine, right? With, with Luke uh, is talking about uh, the, 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 the purpose of a Jedi. I'm paraphrasing here, but the purpose of Jedi is to confront fear, fight fear, battle fear, and, and not uh, just be uh blindly courageous to, to stand up with your laser sword as we know, but to, to what that actually means. And it's been big for me, this, this uh, quote you've pulled here, it's just been a, it's been big in my life, Joseph, of really looking at what, what they mean by fear and it isn't uh, turn the lights off and, and acting strong in the face of, of challenges. That's that's another form of, uh, you know, being brave and all that kind of stuff and courage and all that. We can have all those discussions about that. But like you said, a real base level human emotion, we all struggle. And how when it takes over, it leads to these type of things. I love what you said. Fear versus hope. Light versus dark. That is the core of Star Wars. And uh, this... This line is a part of the Star Wars pop culture, but Star Wars pop culture, you know, it, it is, is quoted. I get talking about saying it in fun ways, you know, hate leads to suffering. Like you can draw that out and all your bad Yoda impersonations you want, but it is as presented in episode one, a thesis statement a little bit on Star Wars. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, it has uh, really something that uh, rings true in my life when I analyze, like, why am I angry? Why am I tempted to lash out at somebody else? It's uh, when I when I'm honest with myself, it's always because, oh, I feel threatened in some way. I'm afraid if X happens, it will mean Y about me. And, and it's just it's uh, really in some ways it's a comforting thought that you can stop and go like, OK, what am I afraid of and how am I responding to that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Yoda. Deep stuff. Deep stuff, whether you're the puppet version or the digital version. <laughs> that's right. Just as wise in puppet form or digital form. So that's my number four. All right. You're number four. All right. We're going to uh, just uh, always been one of my favorite characters. Even when I was like, oh, man, I don't know about this movie and I don't know about this character. I, I just meant I secretly loved him. <laughs> it just was one of those like I didn't want to admit it. I had fear and fear leads to. Uh, anger, hate, and suffering uh, because you don't get to fully enjoy Boss Nass. <laughs> and I love the line. This one, again, in researching and just kind of watching this movie, I could have pulled a, and I know you could as well. And Don't worry, we're going to, uh, before this episode's over, we're going to induct one saying into the Hall of Fame here at Star Wars Rank. Excellent. Um, but this one jumped out because of, as I've pulled my, let myself be pulled in a little bit more by the story and, and what Padme is doing as a leader and what this film is trying to say is it sets us out here on the, the adventure of Star Wars. I'm going to Boss Nass uh, when Padme uh, uh, gets down on one knee and appeals to him and humbles herself and and basically doesn't just say, hey, you know, we need to work together. She says, look, I, 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 I'm sorry. We, we, we placed ourselves above you, the people of Naboo. Uh, we, we need each other. And I'm, I am humbling myself before you to ask for the help. And when, when Boss Nass responds back in a kind of a thoughtful, he's got the bluster, but he, 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 takes, a, he takes a quiet beat here and says, you said no tinking, you said greater than the Gungans. Misa like this. Maybe we said being friends. <laughs> Joseph, I could have easily put down one of my favorite all-time Star Wars lines, which is through the planet core. Who doesn't love saying that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Giant fish uh, vampire. I love it. The giant yeah. toad vampire who knows whatever you want to yeah. think boss nass is it's yeah. great 
Yeah. Yeah. Whenever uh, Mod Garrett and I wanted to get get each other giggling on Jedi uh, Jedi lines back in the day, one of us would just say through the planet core. So I love Boss Nass for those lines, but this line this time around, it just was. Uh, it was it was a little bit of an accepting of an apology of whatever happened before. We don't know the total history of the Naboo and the Gungans. It doesn't seem like it's great. Um, it's a powerful moment, and it's about going back to the beginning when we first meet Boss Nass and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon talking about symbiotic circles and together. And, and I know, Joseph, you've always just highlighted that as a big theme that's there uh, in uh, The Phantom Menace. Uh, so this pays off for me. And I just like it. And yeah, Gungan language can be a little weird and it can be jokey and you can make fun of it. Uh, Misa like like this is a silly line by itself, but I think it's actually an important line. And it, 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 it's a little bit of the result of, of Padme being the, this um, insightful moral compass that she is. So I love Boss Nass saying, maybe we should be in friends. Yeah, I think it you know, it's the the payoff of a lot of the ideas in Phantom Menace that Obi-Wan being shocked that <laughs> yeah. that Basnas is not sitting there thinking about how he forms a symbiont circle with uh, Naboo. Um and that's a sort of conceptual idea and then it gets repeated when the, with the discussion of um of the midi-chlorines of, you know, a symbiont uh and I can ask what what symbiont means and like life forms living together for mutual advantage, right? Uh mm. And the idea that, well, whatever happens to Naboo is going to affect the Gungans too. So there's this idea that that we're all connected, right? Mm-hmm. But then Padme, in her wisdom, is taking it to that next step of we're, we're all connected, we're all in this together, and nobody is better than the other in whatever happened in our history to make you, the Gungans, uh, feel like the Naboo thought, you know, we were better than you. I, as the current leader, am you know, taking a knee and saying, I don't think uh, I'm better than you. Uh, let's take kind of taking this, the, the idea of this, this, uh, everybody being, uh, needing to work together and, and adding this layer of equality and adding this layer of communication. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think I need some actual new, like I need a sideshow boss Nass. Can I get <laughs> so I could just sit there all day doing these lines. Yeah, with spit in action too. Let's let's keep yes. that. Yes. All right. That is uh, my number four, Boss Ness, Padme. Everyone's gonna be friends for the betterment of all. Uh, what is your number three, Joseph? Uh, my number three is a line uh, from Queen Amidala, uh, and it is from the Senate scene. Uh, I was tempted with the the vote of no confidence because I, mm. I like that when she declares it so strong. But in some way, I like this line better. It is. I was not elected to watch my people suffer and die while you discuss this invasion in a committee. <laughs> it's uh, partially, it's just, uh, I, I like that uh, Amidala has a slightly different uh, mo- mode of speaking than Padme. Um, obviously the EK Johnston novels really dive into that uh, when the movie came out. That was yet another thing that was uh, debated and criticized. I always kind of thought it was interesting and it was clear that Amidala and Padme were speaking uh, slightly differently. So that was a choice. Um, so I always liked just that it popped because of the interesting uh, pronunciation of committee. <laughs> yeah. But when I look back on, on a lot of her quotes, this is one of the like strongest, um, just like statement of, you know, this will not stand right. Yeah. Um, her actions obviously follow it, but this is for me, one of the strongest statements about who Padme is as a leader. Um, and, kind of what's at stake in the phantom menace that we're we're dipping into the story once 
the Senate has already become, you know, just uh, gunked up with uh, with uh, manipulation, bribery, uh, also just uh, the uh, the years and years of of uh, not taking care of a democracy will get it to be <laughs> yeah. uh, full of garbagey rules that uh, aren't actually helping people. And the fact that this is a line where where you know Padme Amidala is really just uh, calling this out, right? Of we have been invaded. That that's not hard to determine. But you've got these rules where you can slow down doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I'm I'm going to do something no matter what. It's, there's also this selflessness of it of saying I was not elected to watch my people suffer and die. Right? It's not mm-hmm. about her ego of like you know, you're not going to do this to me. I'm Queen Amidala. Right? Yeah. It is. This is my my responsibility is to stop my people's suffering. Yeah, and, uh, and and you're the people that I should be able to go to for help, and you are making that impossible. So I need to choose to be proactive, and that's the final thing I like about it. Star Wars always has so much wrestling with uh, it, it wants to. Star Wars wants to find every other option uh, but the wars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Amidala is one of those characters who works so hard to avoid violence and wants to talk first, but also has this breaking point of like, well, when there is great wrong, action must be taken. And that's there in this line too. Oh, there's so much there. This queen of action, this um, this wonderful character that that uh, Padme is, and um, and, and again, I, I, I'm not just not making a joke. I hear another case of Padme Amidala said, "Hey, this is happening," and everyone around her going, "Nah, no, it's not." <laughs> well, we we need to send a, a committee to verify this. Yeah, and the frustration uh, is there. And uh, again, the, yeah, we, we it's it's no, I don't know when we call. Padme the moral compass. I think it's uh, it's uh, with great reason and great purpose. Uh, uh, th- that's what she represents a lot to me. And uh, and again, th- I love that this character, like this fourteen year old queen, is um, just young person, uh, the next generation, uh, standing for uh, everyone under her. Uh, it, it means a lot. And again, it's also just a fun line. And 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 to regard in regards to the way she spoke, yeah, it it, it was. I think, that, yeah, I don't know. If I was uh, definitely no one overlook shouldn't overlook the the Phantom Menace hoopla of back in the day, uh, the discourse, if you will. But coming out of the movie, yeah, there was a lot of discussion. I I remember in the trailer, the trailer came out. Me, me and my friends really loved the way she talked, but we just didn't know yet that it, you know they were they've got Padme, we got Amidala. We we weren't really figuring that one out until I think I got the figure at midnight at Toys R Us. <laughs> Clearly, Natalie Portman. Um, so yeah, there's just something fun about that too. Again, you got uh, all all these wonderful characters, and there's certain special way of saying it. So committee is definitely something in my mind. <laughs> yes, all the deep stuff, and I like the way she says committee. Exactly. All right, that is your number three. Joseph and I are ranking our favorite lines in the Phantom Menace, and I'm going to Sheev Palpatine. Ooh. Oh, yeah, Chance, not yet Chancellor Palpatine. He wants to be. He's getting there. Uh, and this says a lot about uh, kind of uh, who he is and where he's going. When at one point he says, there is no civility, only politics. And there you go. This movie is a political movie, and a lot of people didn't like that. And here's here's Palpatine again going, no, there's nothing in this movie but politics, all right? Uh, <laughs> And I know that's not 100% true, but just what this means of uh, I was watching some of the scenes again with him and, and uh, Amidala and how, you know, there's one point when, you know, 
She's like, well, Chancellor Valorum think there, thinks there's some chance of talking and actually dealing with some stuff here and uh, without going to some extremes. And Palpatine's just like, oh, no, 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 no. He's, you know, he's mired in baseless accusations of corruption. Everything, how he just takes these little things. And some of it might be little morsels of truth and some, some of it, some of it uh, might be complete lies, but th- that's the politics he's playing and, and not the politics of policies and politics of uh your morality and your outlook on how to help others or how to function in, in, in the world, but just the, the dangerous game that we're all playing. And he, and, he, and he only wants to see that. And there is no choice. He is the civility discussion, you know, compromise any other ways of figuring things out. No, that's not part of his plan. It's not a part of who he is. He's only going to look at it in these kind of aggressive actions. And in this, in this context, I think only politics is this kind of aggressive action. No, that's how I'm going to play. Uh, that's how I'm going to get my way. That is how me, the phantom menace of it all is going to just really destroy things. Like we said earlier, no lightning, only policies, no Sith lightning, only politics. And this is uh Palpatine saying his truth here. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the 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 great thing about that line and this whole story with Palpatine is, you know, th- there's some stuff in the Darth Plagueis novel, which is currently legends, you know, but there's other little bits and pieces of storytelling here that even without any other like here here are the canon examples, right? I always got the sense of like uh Whatever is gumming up the works in this government, uh, she probably <laughs> helped, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's doing everything he can behind the scenes to to gum up the works and to encourage uh, that the government doesn't function anymore, right? So yeah. that he can eventually make his offer of like, look, nothing works. We can't we can't decide to have an army unless everybody just gives me the power to be the sole decider, you know? Yeah. Uh, and this is the beginning of that it is selling this argument everywhere while with one hand trying to make to contribute to the government not working, then making this argument everywhere that the government doesn't work, you know. And uh, and and it is just a direct hope and fear thing of, you know, you get the sense that Valorum is this uh, beleaguered guy doing his best mm-hmm. <laughs> being set up. Uh, but he's got hope, you know, and Amidala certainly has hope. Uh, and here he is just trying to immediately pollute that with fear, right? Yep. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hope versus fear. <laughs> uh, that's going to be our new Star Wars series here. We're going to dive into a force center because it, it's very clear. Oh, you have some hope? <laughs> Absolutely not. There's no maybe, there's no room for hope here. Only You fear. should maybe be afraid about your hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it is just great. You know, there is something just every – I could have picked every one of his lines in that scene. Uh, yes. uh, I got, got a, a couple of them in my uh, honorable mentions. But it's, it's so great when we, the audience, know – who he is, who he is going to become. We can sense it even uh, for him to be. It's such a tragedy that democracy is not swimming along. Sad. Maybe you could do this thing for me. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's just great. Yeah. Palpatine's faux modesty all through the movies. uh, is, 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 it it tickles me in a way. Yeah, <laughs> he's pure evil. Uh, yeah, I've been elected chancellor. Surprise! <laughs> surprise to be sure. Yeah. It's so sad that the things I want to be happening are happening. Mm. Oh, there you go. So, uh, Palpatine speaking his truth. That is my number three. And uh, now we're up to your number two, sir. My number two is, I think, one of the the quotable lines. I even remember a friend of mine who, who uh, really wanted to like the movie. Uh, it was like, there, there aren't enough quotable lines. Um, and uh, then was like, okay, well, there's this. And like, <laughs> I think, uh, again, 
we're speaking from my perspective of people uh, who grew up with the original trilogy and then had to deal with a lot of the, the complex feelings. Um, but my number two is a quotable quote from The Phantom Menace, and it is Qui-Gon Jinn saying, there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> uh, one of the lines that even people who struggled with this movie liked right away. Uh, it's just it's just got a great bounce to it. It's got a great sort of uh, Star Wars uh, one-liner. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's not uh, Han Solo saying, never tell me the odds. It's, uh, it's Jedi sort of equipping about their deep philosophy. <laughs> it's just there's always a bigger fish it's just a, a great line especially because it, it it obviously is a philosophical line uh said in response to the literal reality that they just saw a bigger fish <laughs> uh but i think that the reason that i that i really like it is it's it's a great one-liner great kind of quip um but it's always like it's just there's so much about qui-gon that feels very centered throughout the film right And there, in some ways, there's always a bigger fish is a a different version of, you know, hey, let's remember to look at everything from a certain point of view, right? Of what you think is your biggest problem is maybe going to go away in a second or uh, being aware of the natural order of uh, of the the universe of reality of, you know, of just the, the the sometimes you're the hunter, sometimes you're the prey. There's all sorts of little bits of wisdom in this one little uh, fun quip. Very much so. I, well, you know, when I, I was giggling a lot back then. I, I, one of my favorite things about this line is they're they're stuck here in the planet core. There's these giant sea monsters trying to get them. Jar Jar's freaking out. Obi Wan's trying to pilot the way through it, and Qui-Gon's just like, ah, yeah. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about that. Uh, and, and then with what's going on in the movie, this is the Phantom Menace about that guy Palpatine we've been talking about. You meet Maul. Nope, there's always a bigger fish. You can ta- you can attach it to some of that, and also just take it as some of the best life advice uh, in a fun quote ever in Star. Trek. Absolutely, I do think it has some rhythm with what they're trying to discover. Uh, Mason Yoda's conversation at the end could be, but which was des- uh, destroyed, the little fish or the bigger fish? <laughs> I, I would have loved a call back then. I would have loved that if, if Mace just turns to Yoda and says, "There's always a bigger fish." Yeah, always a bigger fish there is. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so just some uh, great wisdom and a great fun quippy line from Qui-Gon Jinn. There you go. That's your number two. My number two, not as quippy, but uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe just as important, if not more. I am going to Shmi Skywalker, and that is actually something we're going to be doing a lot here on this list from on out. Uh, spoilers, I guess, but we really love the character of Shmi Skywalker. really love the warmth, uh, the pain that uh, Pernell August put into this role and the strength. And uh, just a lot of big truths she speaks. And this one, my number two, is this path has been placed in front of you. The choice is yours alone. Saying it to Anakin as he makes a big decision, one of um, many big decisions he'll make in his life, (laughs) good and bad. And you and I, Joseph, always talk about Star Wars um, Star Wars comment on uh, destiny and what is destiny. And then we got the prophecy of the chosen one, which comes along shortly and starts putting just a lot, a lot of weight and pressure on Anakin and, and how that's something, uh, especially Clone Wars. We just did the, we just reviewed the Mortis arc and how that, uh, how he has to deal with that. And even if the, he doesn't remember all the events of Mortis, it, it just comes into play. And I, and I feel there's a, that sense of dread attached to destiny emerges a lot for Anakin, but I love going back to, this one where it's just like things happen and how you go forward is your choice here. And you have a chance to move forward in a good way and to make the choice that you want to make that's best for you. And perhaps hopefully 
better for others around you. And, and this is the, 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 the motherly love, the motherly wisdom that Shmi has for him in episode one, I do believe connects in other parts of the, of the films. We've talked a lot about one of the more popular ones right now uh, that I, I just absolutely love is, is, is uh, the, the no one wants to help each other, which comes back and play in episode nine. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. I, it's just powerful, but I think, I think of Darth Vader in that Death Star watching Palpatine destroy his son and, and thinking that this path has been placed in front of you. The choice is yours alone. And I think the love and wisdom that Shmi uh, had and passed on to him, that was to me in a lot of ways, the good that people kept talking about. And I think a lot of the stuff that she says in episode one is that good. Uh, and so that's why it's uh, absolutely one of my favorite lines for Star Wars, for Anakin, for Shmi and for me. Yeah, no, it is extremely powerful. I, I think about him standing in front of uh, Mace Windu and uh, and uh, Sheev Palpatine, where I feel like he's kind of lost mm-hmm. uh, the the wisdom. He's definitely lost uh, the wisdom of almost every line his mother says to him. <laughs> uh, particularly in this uh, this era, she is. Uh, it's one of the really powerful things to go back to is that she is kind of giving him a lot of the wisdom that he needs to, to make uh, a good life uh, for himself. Um, and, and he sadly lost that. But yeah, the, the idea of the, this path has been placed before you. He's watching uh, Mace and uh, Sheev face off. And uh, I believe it's Sheev who he's yelling out, you must choose, <laughs> yes. yeah. reminding him. And, and I think for me, that's just like, it's a very telling thing about the philosophy of Star Wars. Um, it's in the very first film that Leia says that about Han. And right? Luke's upset that Han won't change his mind, can't see things the way that... that Luke sees him with clarity and Leia says he's got to follow his own path, you know? Mm. And I think there is a wisdom to that of you can make your argument. You can uh, really want somebody to think a specific way or to make a specific choice. But yeah, destiny leads us to specific moments of choice and they're ours, you know? And, and with everything that gets said in Star Wars about prophecies and about the will of a force and destiny, uh, from my analysis of Star Wars, it leads to these moments of, choice and that is so about personal responsibility of deciding that you have the right the autonomy the power to choose for yourself and you have the responsibility and you make a choice it's yours good or bad you know yeah and i understand that that you know uh, um maybe we maybe some people would have liked to see uh this mother give a little bit more counsel to her child but i think there's uh, i think this is about a coming of age too of where she feels like he is a good as she says earlier, that he is a good, selfless person, that he thinks of others first, mm-hmm. and that this is a moment where he has to deci- he has to think about himself. He has to decide what what he wants and make that choice uh, for himself. Is is ultimately, especially in a mythic story like this, good wisdom. Yeah, the, the wisdom of Shmi. Yeah. So that's my number two, which means we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to have some honorable mentions. We're going to put one line of the Star Wars Ranked Hall of Fame, and then our number one choices are favorite lines from The Phantom Menace. Stick around here uh, to Star Wars Ranked. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. New Star Wars ranks. And that's not going to Joseph Scrimshaw. We are ranking our favorite lines in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, the hit picture of 1999. <laughs> we're going back. And we're not just going back. We're taking a fresh look and finding um, new ways that we look at these lines. Or maybe ways that we connected with what was always there in these lines from the beginning. Huh? No matter how you look at the film. And there's a lot of fun things. Uh, a lot of important things, but a lot of fun lines, and some of them didn't make the list. So, Joseph, uh, I want to discuss a little bit of our honorable mentions. These are the runner-ups 
that we love just the same. Uh, what are some of your choices? Yeah, it, it uh, this is a spoiler for my number one, but it, it pained me greatly uh, to not have a, a Kenobi line in my main five, but Ooh. it just, it worked out that way, so I got to share my Kenobi mentions. Uh, one of the lines, uh, obviously the, the negotiations were short, it's great, it's famous, mm-hmm. but one of the lines that I, I've been enjoying more in recent rewatches, because it hasn't been as celebrated, is when uh, Jar Jar warns them that the the Gungans don't really like outsiders, so uh, don't uh, expect a, a warm welcome. <laughs> and Obi-Wan says, oh, don't worry, this hasn't been our day for warm welcomes. <laughs> it's just so like, this is the way it goes some days. Sometimes people are happy to see a Jedi, a lot of times, not so much. <laughs> do you yeah this is great do you think this is a when they're putting together the script for this and they're putting together how to play a, a younger obi-wan but it's still the makings of the character we know how much of this stuff uh from phantom menace and even just the prequels overall connects to like alec guinness being salty with Ho- uh, han solo in the cantina i'm like oh should i have <laughs> this is a real this really matches this should i have right that's what's yeah. so fascinating about all the great storytelling there has been about kenobi is like we get to see him at different ages with different perspectives but there's always been a little of that uh, a little bit of that salt <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and they're the stories that carrie fisher did uh pass and, yeah. and every in some of these lines are like is that is that carrie fisher <laughs> Might be, might be, might be. Yeah. Oh, that's a great start. Uh, a couple more? Yeah, so the, another one that was close to making my list is uh, Obi-Wan uh, in Anakin's little conversation uh, mm. at the the burning of Qui-Gon uh, of, you know, what's going to happen to me now. And Anakin says, and, and Obi-Wan says, the council has granted me permission to train you. You will be a Jedi, I promise. It's, it's one of the lines I loved in 1999. He sounded so, Alec Guinness, he sounded so Obi-Wan. It was so like, oh yeah, here we go. He's going to be a Jedi. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but just the, you will be a Jedi, I promise, is just, yeah. It, it's got a, an oomph to it I really like. Yes, but yeah, especially at the end of the movie when we all know what's coming and everything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I like that one. Yeah, what's happening next? Uh, I had a jar. I wanted a Jar Jar one, and this is uh, there's some Jar Jar lines that over the years have uh, made me laugh. But I really like use a tink and use a people gonna die. Uh, it is the moment of a very important connection between Padme and Jar Jar, which leads to the Naboo and the Gungans being able to work together at all. Um, this was in the trailer, uh, and I remember it. Uh, people talking about it a lot. I think I I like it because it's a I, I like really legitimately like it because it's a moment of empathy. Uh, Padme has shown curiosity and kindness towards Jar Jar and opened the door uh, to this. And there's this Jar Jar really having this moment of of empathy and, and heightening the stakes of of what's on uh, you know Padme's shoulders. But also, uh, 1999, I worked at Kinko's. Uh, almost everybody else who worked there was uh, fans of Star Wars, uh, and uh, <laughs> I remember in particular. Uh, everything started, we started to kind of phrase things around Star Wars and there was a, a big mess up with a job. And one of uh, the other employees said to our manager, you just thinking some people's going to get fired? <laughs> the movie hadn't even come out yet. And it was just because we'd watched the trailer at Kinko's a bunch of times. I uh, love that. Oh, yeah. There were some other uh, pop culture things around that time that were like, well, we saw the trailer and we put that joke in. And uh, uh, Jar Jar, we were, we were uh, didn't know quite what was coming, but <laughs> here's the thing. And I'm going to jump into some of my honorables here. I'm going to start yeah, please. a Jar Jar one. And, and, and um, it's, it's the next beat. Uh, Gungans no dying without a fight. We saw warriors. We saw got a grand army. That's why you know liking us, Misa thinks. I love that. And one of my other favorite honorable mentions, I'll just throw it in right here, Joseph. It's 
Qui-Gon Jinn saying to Jar Jar, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Now, that's a good line. I'd love to make that my Twitter uh, bio, uh, you know, <laughs> my Twitter uh, 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 picture there. Um, uh, you know, that's another bit of Qui-Gon snarky wisdom. Uh, but he's saying it to Jar Jar. And Jar Jar, you know, he's stepping in the poopy and squeeze me and all those things going on. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And, you know, we can laugh at that and poke fun at it, too. But here at the end of the film, Jar Jar is just saying something correct and thoughtful and saying it from his heart and saying it from a place of pride for his people and his culture. And it's and it's this thing that's always been there, whether you, uh, you know, and I like that he he, he, t- he tied into it ties into fear. Right. Maybe that's why you don't like us because we, you know, we won't go down without a fight and maybe you're afraid of that. And for Padme to pick up on it. And what you said is because the the first line is you should think in use of people going to die. And now he's talking to Padme and and he knows the weight on her shoulders. It is a beautiful, heavy, important moment. And she doesn't, she looks at him. She doesn't get a chance to react because all, uh, Oh, uh, surprise, but a welcome one. I've been nominated. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> me. Uh, Palpatine and, and Panaka come running right in right in this moment. I love that it's kind of unspoken that Padme is just like those words ring in her her brain of, yeah, we we not only that we just, hey, we need them to fight with us and we need it's part of the strategy for distraction. No, it's not that. But it's like we are here together. And you're right. You do have a great army and you are this wonderful culture that is not going to go down without a fight. But if we go down, you might go down too. fight or no, we need each other. And that comes from the intelligence and the insight and the truth from Jar Jar Binks. Uh, well said. Yeah. And it is the, the concrete reality uh, coming to bear of what happens to uh, one of us will affect the other, you know? Yep. Yep. Uh, so a couple more from you, then I'll close out with some of my choices here and then we'll open up those hall of fame doors. Yeah, this is a Watto line uh, that I have uh, come to enjoy because I just think Watto's just got a, a ton of personality there. Uh, it is uh, when Qui-Gon is telling him that he's acquired a, a pod in a game of chance. <laughs> and this is this is Watto's version of friendly banter with Qui-Gon. He says, I hope you didn't kill anyone I know for it, huh? <laughs> it's just such a great contrast between like the Jedi are like, they're floating in the air, legs crossed, meditating, just deeply trying so hard to think of we want to do what is right we want to use our power responsibly without overstepping and make sure that everything is is in balance and as most people are protected and happy as possible how can we possibly do it and then they're going out in the galaxy and this little a-hole this floating blue a-hole is just like hey did you kill somebody (laughs) and it is so far removed from the philosophy of the jedi and qui-gon's just like yeah good good one good one the little blue a-hole love it love it um, ha- had to throw this one in there uh, from the uh, the uh, lines of Shvi uh, that belong on the Hall of Fame. In, they're in my honorable mentions instead of the, you could call for a vote of no confidence. <laughs> it's the emphasis on could. Mm-hmm. Um, also famous from the trailer, at last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we'll have revenge. Uh, I think that's kind of an important line from Maul. Uh, because uh, it, it sets up uh, where we're going eventually. It, I'm so glad that he had the few lines that he did that established what his voice was like because it, it gets expanded on so much in the animated series and then even in uh, Solo. Uh, I remember myself um, <laughs> being so, so thrilled with that in the trailer and then being bummed that we didn't get a little bit more detail of the, uh, yeah. the Sith perspective. Uh, but, you know, what do you know? Years and years later, got plenty of Sith perspective now. 
Because you know why? When it comes to Star Wars storytelling, there's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> yes, there's always more reasons for revenge. Uh, and that at last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. Always amuse me, too, of imagining Darth Maul just maybe showing a little ankle. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, final one for me. Uh, it's a classic for a reason. A communications disruption can mean only one thing, invasion. <laughs> and that for me is like, there's a lot of lines in The Phantom Menace that are almost like, um, they have the same great feel of uh, it's a trap or, uh, you know, it, anyway, uh, I could list lots of examples. They're just, they're fun. And and it's fun the way they celebrate the the community celebrates. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I I've never. I never get tired of this line being used. You know, when Facebook and Instagram went down the other day, it's all <laughs> people using that. Like, I I love that this keeps popping up. I, I think it's a big win for Star Wars. But anytime someone quotes Co Pivel. Yeah, and it has become a, a mantra and a T-shirt over on the great podcast uh, Star Wars Minute. Uh, he Co Pivel was not wrong. <laughs> yeah, not wrong, not wrong. I uh, yeah. love it. Um, so finally. Uh, some final honorable mentions for me all come from Padme, a.k.a. Amidala, a.k.a. The Queen. Uh, I love, uh, you, you mentioned uh, some great moments with her before. She's got just some powerful moments of, I will sign no treaty, Senator. My fate will be no different to that of our people. Just says a lot about her. You talked about her being this this queen of action that uh, knows when uh, when you can't just sit back and, and and take no action when when she's got suffering and death happening uh, amongst her her land and and there's no time for a committee, um, which mm-hmm. uh, means a lot. So I love that there. And then the one another one from the trailer. And I had an old friend. Um, I know you mean like he was older than me. He was in his fifties at the time. Phantom Menace. And he was an old school film buff and just loved. Um, movies from yesterday and and uh, performers actors and starlets and everything and he just loved the line i will not condone a course of action that will lead us to war he just thought it was just a classic line in the making this is when the trailer's out we work graveyards together and talk about that line before the movie came out because it was so wow. love the line love the delivery and Later on, years later, 20 plus years later, here's you and I discussing things in Star Wars. And I love when you always bring up the idea of um, Star Wars just has this natural tension of a story that's about how to avoid war often. (laughs) And I think that's great. And here is here it is in episode one. I'm not going to condone, of course, action that will lead us to war. Uh, versus uh, this film starting with Padme saying, I'm going to kick your ass. Like (laughs) a little bit later on, she knows when she has to. She knows when when it's right, and and Star Wars is 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 about asking that question of when do you take that kind of action, and I get that. But anyways, I just love this statement. I, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, Padme Amidala uh, to the core there. You know, absolutely, and I and I think it's powerful that then later in the movie she determines the, that in order to free her people and stop the the suffering that she needs to take action, but she's still trying to think of uh, what is the precise action we can take that is going to address the issue. You know, it's just yeah. so much about wanting to, to just capture the Viceroy because that's the way to stop this without full-scale mm-hmm. war. Absolutely. Final one for me, it is uh, an underrated comedy moment. And I think because it's tied to such an epic moment, which is the doors opening and Darth Maul standing there and Qui-Gon and, and Obi-Wan getting ready to fight him and Qui-Gon's great line of, we'll handle this. And then Padme says, we'll take the long way. Which I just think, I think it's really funny. I've heard it's like, yeah, you will handle this. Guys, we're going around the long way. <laughs> this ain't for us. Yeah, I, I really do like that. I'm like, okay, you've got a whole robe thing going. That is clearly, that's a clearly a you problem. 
Uh, I'm very focused on capturing the Viceroy. This is not a me problem. This is a you problem. <laughs> You're great at delegating. Doesn't need to make, she's not a busybody. She doesn't need to make yeah. everything her problem. There's so much yeah. in it. It's so understated. It's really funny. There's no, there's no like, wait a minute, who's this now? Is this the Sith you were talking about? What's going on here? Just like, yep, got it. We go over here. <laughs> yep. You, you've, you've got the robes are coming off. You, that, you're going to deal with that. We'll take the long way. Love that there. So those are some of our honorable mentions. Before we get to our get to our number one choice, we both, uh, we, we, every now and then on Star Wars Ranks, as you all know, we, we induct something into the Star Wars Ranked Hall of Fame. We just feel it's uh, too big to not discuss, but maybe sometimes we want to free up our, our list for other choices. The Millennium Falcons example we always get. It's like, of course, that's one of the best Star Wars ships of all time. But let's talk about other things while well, that one just goes into this upper echelon of, uh, of Star Wars discussion. So for this one, I think, Joseph, you and I, you described it, your words, we played Qui-Gon Chicken, right? <laughs> we played Qui-Gon Chicken. I assumed that you would put it on the list, and I, and I didn't want to be rude and, and take it. And then I assumed exactly the same from the other point of view. <laughs> uh, this is a great line. This is a line we quote all the time. This is a line that has wonderful meaning. Uh, and this is a line that I see a lot in other things. People get this line, and it is uh, the actual full line. Remember, your uh, uh, focus determines your reality. Yeah. So that line officially is in the Star Wars ranked Hall of Fame. Joseph, why is it such a great line? I think it's uh, because, you know, the the quality of that scene where Qui-Gon is, we get to see a little bit of Qui-Gon kind of teaching Anakin. You know, Anakin has a question. He's leaning down. He's answering it with kindness and patience. And, he, he you know, he's giving him encouragement of, of Anakin kind of going, I, I still understand. It's like, well, with time and training, you know, you'll be able to hear them and, and you'll understand. There, there's so much nice and kindness going on and just wanting to impart this this wisdom right so like what what is so weighty that that Qui-Gon feels like this is what a kid like this needs to know right now is um it's it's so central to Anakin's character of he's starting from a place uh as his mother says where he he wants to help other people he is selfless but now he's in this place of uh fear and confusion and it's kind of Qui-Gon saying you know you you can pick which one of those you focus on you know uh and I think it's one of these bittersweet lines of Anakin loses that right in revenge of the Sith. When he's having those visions, he could focus on what is right in front of him. Uh, but he focuses on the fear of what could happen to Padme, you know, uh, Padme offers alternatives, you know, uh, we could go to, we could go to Obi-Wan and all that, you know, don't need to get into all that. I think it's, it's so meaningful to Anakin and what happens to him. And then I think it's meaningful to fans uh, because it is easy to apply to our own lives. It's the, one of those lines that takes a great big idea and bundles it into something simple that we can say to ourselves. I said it to myself this weekend <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I was being negative about something. And it's not that the negative thing isn't happening. It's right. just that I was sitting in the negative and there was also positive things going on. And I needed to remind myself to like, don't just sink into the negative. Um, and I think it it has that power because it's it's a big idea in a simple statement. Bumper sticker wisdom, I call it, because it just it just you, you get right to the point. And sometimes you need that. It's a slap in the face and uh, to snap you back into reality. And, and and yeah, I used this one recently. We joked about a couple weeks ago on the main show of just like some stuff going on in my life, and you know you get to choose how you want to react to it, move forward from it, and deal with it. And and it, this is just kind of that pick me up that you might say need to say to yourself every morning when you get up. 
how are you going to face the day? Your focus determines your reality. There's a lot to it. And, and everything said about what it means to the story of Star Wars, again, tying into this um, fear and hope and light and dark and how you navigate the two uh, and, and how you choose to, to face it all. It's very important in the Star Wars story. And it was interesting because we talk about the line so much, but in watching Phantom Menace um, last week when I was making some notes for this episode, I, again, I, I've seen it so many times, but just it, it's a little moment, right? It's a little moment. A lot going mm-hmm. on when, when Anakin kind of pulls or, you know, has Qui-Gon kind of pull him aside and, and go over some of the stuff that's going on, catching him, basically catching Anakin up to the plot. Uh, <laughs> hey, here's what's going on. But um, it's, it's so but it's warm and it's sweet and it's and it's a it's a fatherly moment, which is the connection that Anakin kind of has with Qui-Gon right there and the importance of the battle later on with Maul with this we know but you know what I mean Joseph it's just like it's there it's a little beat and I love that that little beat means so much to the story it means so much to us yeah I think maybe that's why it's it's something that fans really receive because it's easy to kind of put ourselves in the place of Anakin in that moment of uh I think we all want a uh kind gentle wise person (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to just gently tell us nice things we need to hear, you know? And, and the, I think the fact that it comes from that perspective is powerful too. So that is why, remember, your focus determines reality from Qui-Gon Jinn is in the Star Wars ranked Hall of Fame. Oh, welcome, Qui-Gon, welcome. Uh, from there, we're going to go to our number one choices for our favorite lines in The Phantom Menace. I'll go first with Joseph and close the show with his number one. And my number one is... Again, from Shmi Skywalker. It's kind of all similar to what we've been talking about here. But, man, it really jumped out to me the other, the other day. I just, just again, talking about how things can apply, can apply to your own life, um, how maybe looking back, I wish I applied it more to my life, and what it means for the, the story of Star Wars and Anakin. Uh, and that is the line, Anakin, you can't stop the change anymore than you can stop the suns from setting. Man, just... So simple. Talk about a modern fairy tale and modern myth and morality tale for uh, any generation that finds this. But this is what George goes out to set set out to do. And and I was talking with someone this this weekend around a lot of uh, around a lot of uh, Star Wars fans and nerds and geeks and stuff out there in New York. New York Comic Con was in town, but just someone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I don't have a problem with Phantom Menace as much as I used to. I get it. George wrote it for kids, you know, whatever. I, it's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he did write for kids. And we always talk about it, the kid and all of us, but the big choices and why you you constantly need to be reminded of this stuff. And a lot of the the, the patterns and, and, and maybe negative things we all have about ourselves that we maybe want to change are set in really early. Mm-hmm. Some of my even work habits, I look, I look back and go, oh, yeah, I remember you said that in first grade. Um, so that's why it's so important and why George wanted to do it. And he knew what story he was telling with Anakin and you, Anakin, you can't stop the change is something Anakin just butts up against time after time again. And he continues to do it with fear in his heart versus hope. Uh, so that's why this line carries on this new importance and just something I deal with. And we all deal with it, you know, and, 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 fear is this natural thing. That's what you were talking about earlier, Joseph. And, but fear of change and, and just fear of moving on to the next phase. It's such that Luke dies with peace and purpose. Palpatine holds on to the bitter end. Mm. It's such all in the fabric of star Wars. This line, the wisdom of Shmi continues to be really powerful and really important. Uh, not just to the lives of, uh, you know, Anakin Skywalker and, and others like him in the star Wars story, but to us, to us as, 
fans who continue to grow up and continue to carry those habits forward and continue to need to hear this stuff <laughs> time after time again. This one got me, and that's why it's my number one choice. And again, you can't stop the change any more than you can stop the suns from setting. It is so good. It uh, I love everything you're saying about uh, Shmi's wisdom, right? It, it is just this here, here from mother to, to child, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, from Star Wars creator to Star Wars fans. Here's here's the philosophy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, you no matter what happens, no matter what uh, path uh, gets set before you, wherever destiny or chance takes you, it's your choice. Uh, don't look back, move forward, uh, you know, listen to your heart, listen to your instincts, listen to your gut, all these pieces of advice that Shmi uh, gives Anakin. It's good to be selfless. It's good to be help, help people, all these things. And then this one is really powerful um, because, yeah, all these things can kind of pass by you and go like, yeah, that's, that's good general wisdom. <laughs> but then when you see the way it plays out and the way Anakin fails to listen to it, it gives it added uh, a power. And this one in particular, in the discussion of, uh, yes, Star Wars is for kids, but it's also for the kids and all of us. And we need to relearn these lessons, as you're saying. This is such a powerful one. It's not only, it's accept that change happens. But it says also accept that there are some things out of your control. You can't stop the suns from setting. It's yeah. natural for things to change. And you shouldn't uh, obsessively hold on to them. Um Boy, is that something I feel like adults need to hear sometimes almost more than kids. <laughs> yes. Kids need to accept the reality that uh, things are going to change. But I feel like we go through these cycles again and again to, to you know, watch it happen. Watch the cycles happen of, you know, the, mu- the mu- music and movies that came out when I was young are good, period. New music is bad, period. <laughs> you know, just just the absolute most basics of accepting that change evolution growth positive change is natural uh something dying and then being replaced by the new that's natural and it is ultimately destructive to ourselves to try to cling to one way of being and say nothing can ever change it it, things are the way i like them now so now they can never ever ever change is just a a it's a natural thing it seems for humans to try to do and a path to unhappiness Mm mm-hmm Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> ride the waves. Maybe that's my way of saying it. Ride the waves. I would have loved if uh, that was the last thing Shmi said. And, and Anakin, ride the waves, man. Ride the waves. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so that's my number one choice. But, uh, sir, what is your number one choice? Uh, my number one is one that uh, we have talked about already even a little bit in this podcast. It's one that is getting uh, highlighted and celebrated a lot uh, by Star Wars fans lately. It is Anakin, but technically it's Anakin quoting his mom. So he was being a good listener at some point. Uh, Anakin says, Mom, you say the biggest problem in this universe is nobody helps each other. Uh, this is, of course, Anakin uh, making the argument that he should help these people he just met by doing this pod race and Shmi demonstrates uh, that she is capable of taking her own advice, of course, in this conversation by saying, oh, of course, it, 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 uh, I die every time Watto makes you race, you know, so expressing humanity, expressing fear and concern, but then saying like, yeah, no, I, let, I need to let him grow up and make his choices. And it's coming from this great selfless place of wanting to help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about before, there is, uh, you know, a lot of people connecting this to the galaxy showing up uh, to help each other 
and therefore help themselves, a uh, symbiont circle, yeah. <laughs> all connected. What happens to one planet affects other planets. Everybody's showing up, the the, the citizens fleet showing up in uh, Rise of Skywalker saying, yeah. uh, comparing it to this line and saying, this is the, the galaxy uh, learning Shmi's wisdom. Um, I think that's really powerful. I think that's really great. I think it's re- this line is, I think, key to Phantom Menace because there's all this talk of symbiont circles and all this talk of uh, uh, everybody is uh, equal and, and what happens to one person affects another person and we should all help each other. But that's actually what happens, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Jar Jar gets help. Jar Jar gives help. Uh, the, the Jedi are helping Padme. Padme's helping the Jedi. It's it's all these uh, circles of, of people who uh, could easily go, that's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Actually helping each other uh, is what's not happening in the Senate. Right, uh, because uh, she doesn't want it to, and other people have let the Senate. It's not just she's fault, right? Other people yeah. have let the Senate become not about helping each other, which should be the point, uh, arguably. Um, so I think it's really important to the story of uh, Phantom Menace. But part of the reason that I picked it is also like I can totally see somebody going, "Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get how it reflects the themes of this movie, and I get how it reflects the themes of Star Wars." But it's kind of a kitty line, right? It's kind of simple and easy and it's cheesy, right? Yeah, 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 everybody should help each other and everything will be fine. Yeah, the, the real world's a little bit more complicated than that. And I think what I really like about it is th- there is this philosophy in Star Wars that is really here in Phantom Menace. I think it's really there in Rise of Skywalker of saying, yeah, it is really complicated, which is why you sometimes have to hold on to these very simple but very true ideas that sound naive right yeah like that's a that's a part of like the idea of holding on to hope is like well yeah it's 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 hope it's hope that this simple idea could lead us past all of these complex problems it's kind of uh, having you know uh, uh the bravery to hold on to a simple idea and not fall into the cynicism of saying like well because it's a simple idea and it's a big complex world then then it's insignificant. It, it's yeah. the power of saying, yeah, some of these ideas are just quite straightforward, uh, but we need to hold on to them and we need to not reject them out of cynicism. Yeah, and and, and, and cynicism so based in fear. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so lacking hope. Uh, yeah, well said. I can't, I can't uh, add too much more than that other than it is, it's interesting to look back and look back at that film and just... You know, when people ask me, and especially if you, you know, and you listen to some older podcasts from you know, 2011, I was on some, I was like, I just don't really, you know, I'll make fun of the prequels with everyone else. And I just, I look back now and I just to see what was there in those films, what, what George was not just trying to tell us, like he's some great prophet, sit, sit down, let me change your worldview. Not that, just what do you want to accomplish? Was those simple but important things you're talking about and breaking it down and to have this nine-year-old boy just kind of say this thing that's been uh, put into his heart from his mother um, and to see what happens and see why he, how he can't navigate those choices and, and, and the people around him not helping him navigate the choices maybe his best. I, I think of, I think of Mason and Caddy Mundy and, and Yoda giving him uh, giving him the third degree up there in the chambers. And uh, they're not, they're not saying these nice warm things and important things like his mom, no. even Qui-Gon saying they're not. Um, so maybe they need that. So you talk about kids and all of us, 
nine, eight, well, back then, what, eight, eight, 700, 800 year old Yoda, 850, whatever, whatever his age is back then exactly. You trivia buffs can tell me. Uh, he needs to hear it again, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I think the line means a lot. And yes, it does spill out into so many other parts of Star Wars. Yeah. Well, well said. I think you said a couple of important things there. Like these ideas, like, yeah, these, these are not like George Lucas is the person who thought of these ideas. Star Wars is the only place you yes. can find them, right? Yes. Almost the complete opposite. I think their power is that these are these perspectives, this wisdom, uh, a collection of, of ideas that kind of form a, a philosophy, I think, of just ultimately empathy and, and hope over fear and cynicism. Um, but they're baked into this weird, wild, fun, thrilling universe, <laughs> you yeah. know, with uh, with laser swords and pod races, and, and it gives them an extra power. And I think for me, the reason that I've also been celebrating them a lot of recent times is, yeah, I lived through that backlash. I lived through my own backlash. And now that the whole story plays out, to just really see the absolute clarity. People can still dislike the prequels all they want and, and have all the criticisms they want. But you look at some of these lines and you can see that that even if Lucas made a choice about how much time to spend with Kid Boba Fett and that changed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Darth uh, Sifo-Dyas was a typo of Darth Sidious and he changed that. Great. Whatever. The philosophy, the heart, what all these creators wanted to communicate and what is still being communicated in Star Wars stories, there was the utmost clarity here in Phantom Menace about those ideas. Absolutely. Utmost clarity. Great way to bring it on home. Uh, and you know what? Shmi Skywalker. Don't overlook that mother giving the best advice to all of us. <laughs> That's right. And a menace. Uh, there you have it. Joseph and I have done it. We've given you, we presented to you the uh, lines from the Phantom Menace that we love our favorite lines from episode one. That means, yes, indeed, we'll be moving on to episode two, three, and beyond. We uh, didn't really plan it, but we're doing it in the release order. Uh, so uh, we'll see if that includes uh, Rogue One and Solo, wedge between seven, eight, nine. I don't know. We'll work out those details when they come. All that uh, matters is we're having fun revisiting these movies, and we hope you are as well. If you'd like to tell us, hey, what's on your list, or just connect, you can do so by following us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use hashtag Star Wars Ranked if you want to join this conversation. We are on Instagram, YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We're available in a lot of different spots, including Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, Spotify, and more. We have merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center. From there, you can access our discord server where you can talk about your own lines with other force center fans and friends. It is a fun place to celebrate Star Wars. You can follow me at Ken Napsack or go to my website, KenNapsack.com, for information on comedy shows and more. Uh, don't forget to have a Kickstarter going over at the GPA. Just search uh, for Futility, the actual game of living on Kickstarter, trying to reach some stretch goals there. Joseph, what do you got? Yeah, you can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok as at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for all of my other comedy adventures. Do it, my friends. There you have it. So, we're going home. Star Wars has been right.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.